The rulers sneered at Jesus and said, He saved others. Let him save himself. If he is the chosen one, the Christ of God. Even the soldiers jeered at him. As they approached to offer him wine, they called out, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. Above him, there was an inscription that read, This is the king of the Jews. Now one of the criminals hanging there reviled Jesus, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. The other, however, rebuking him, said in reply, Have you no fear of God? For you are subject to the same condemnation. And indeed, we have been condemned justly, for the sentence we received corresponds to our crimes. But this man has done nothing criminal. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He replied to him, Amen, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. The Gospel of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, today we celebrate the solemnity of Jesus Christ the King. Which means a lot of different things. So yesterday, I went to a friend's house and another priest friend of mine was in town and neither of us had said Mass yet that day and so we had a home Mass at their house and we did the vigil mass, and, um, and then all of a sudden I realized, wait, it's Christ the King already. Right? Which means it's like the end of the liturgical year, that we're almost through November, it's almost Thanksgiving. And uh, what happened to like the last six months? It also means it's the end of the liturgical year, and so we begin the season of Advent next week in the time of preparation to celebrate the birth of our Lord. And it's also a time to reflect on what does it mean that Jesus is King? And sort of what kind of King is he? In the Gospel reading, these two criminals are hanging there with Jesus. And each of them, in a sense, wants Jesus to be king, but in different ways. Right? The first criminal who says to him, are you not the Christ, save yourself and us, wants him to be a sort of despotic king or a tyrannical ruler, the kind of king that will just tell everybody what to do against their will, that will save us from everything without us having to take responsibility. 
this kind of king that will just come in and sort of make everything okay by imposing himself on us. The second approaches our Lord with a kind of great humility that takes responsibility. And he sees something in our Lord's kingship that is like him, but not like him. He sees somebody that's suffering everything that he's suffering, who's suffering it with him. He sees a king that's also willing to submit himself. to a power greater than himself or submit himself to the Father. And he learns something there because his own heart is opened and, and he's able to, <coughs> to humbly submit himself to our Lord's kingship. When he says to him, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And when we ourselves think about what does it mean that Jesus is king in our own lives, we might ask ourselves, are we looking him to be the first kind or the second kind? Do we also sort of approach our Lord asking him to sort of take everything away from us, to fix everything, to impose himself on us? Or rather, do we look at him in order to learn what it means to submit ourselves in humility, to someone who loves us very much? Because our Lord's kingship does come from this place of humility. It comes from his authority, comes from the Father. And his authority is revealed as he submits himself completely to the Father. His crown is made up of thorns and his throne is the wood of the cross in that moment. And he asks us to follow him. You know, one of the primary kind of rules of leadership that was pounded into our heads when I was studying at West Point was never ask anyone to do something you're not willing to do yourself. And what our Lord asks of us is to humbly submit ourselves to his love. And that's what happened on the cross, is he humbly submits himself to the Father's love. 
Father, if it's possible, take this away from me, but not my will be done but yours. Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. I place my life in your hands. I place my heart in your hands. And our Lord is glorified as the Father's life enters into him, and he reveals that to each and every person. He reveals that to the world. And sometimes when we get weighed down by the trials of our own lives, we can approach our Lord in prayer and ask a question like, Jesus, can't you just take all this away from me? Jesus, can't you fix this person? Can't you fix this coworker? Can't you take away this illness? And those are natural prayers, they're natural inclinations, they're desires that we have. But all of those kinds of sufferings are an invitation from our Lord to learn from Him what it means to submit ourselves to the Father. And he calls each of us to transform those prayers into his own prayer, which is, Father, if it's possible, take these things away. But not my will be done, but yours. Jesus, into your hands I commend my spirit. To submit ourselves to our Lord and to submit ourselves to the law of his love and to recognize that He never asks us to do anything that he is not willing to do himself, that he hasn't already done himself. That giving his life on the cross for us was the greatest act of love. It was the greatest sign that he will go to any length in order to save us, in order to protect us. in order to love us. And it's certainly a different kind of authority or a different kind of kingship than we might be used to thinking about. And as we enter into the Advent season, it's a time for us to sort of step back and look at our lives and ask ourselves, like, how can I prepare myself more fully for our Lord to reign in my own heart? Who is the king that I submit myself to? Who is the person that I take refuge in? In what ways is our Lord calling me to learn from him? How to be loved by the Father? to learn from him how to truly love. 
my children, my family, my friends, our parish community. In the times that we live, it can, we can be really confused about like, who do I trust or who do I follow? We live in a very divided country. And so far as our government goes, we live in a very divided church sometimes. And in terms of all of the things and the turmoil that seem to be going on there. But our Lord is the one who's always trustworthy. Our Lord is the one who desires to reign in our own hearts. It's in our Lord that we find our refuge, our stronghold, our strength. It's our Lord who brings joy to our lives and provides that kind of solid leadership that we desire so much. And he shows us the way to the Father. And so today, let us pray that as we're finishing this liturgical year, as we're beginning to enter into this new time of Advent, that we truly learn from Jesus to submit our lives completely to him, to allow him to reign in our hearts, to be the most important person in our lives. And that he will remember us too as he reigns in his kingdom.